Hi everyone and welcome to episode 105 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. Yeah, it's just the two of us again. Yep. Although we're going to have to slightly apologise because we are flying out to America in approximately four hours and so we're going to try and make this short and sweet. Yes. But we do also have a load of stuff to talk about so I don't know how that's going to work. Eh, well, we'll just have to blam through it. Yeah, you know, um, just trying our best to just keep it short and simple. Yeah, so our first segment is going to be related to that because in the latest Active Time report, Tapata-san, he dropped a bombshell. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to discuss that. Uh, we're then going to talk about some the rest of the news that came out of the Active Time report as well as some other news from the Final Fantasy franchise. And then we have the return of the quiz. <gasps> Shocking. Yes, we have to return the quiz, which is going to be pretty awesome. And of course, the music segment afterwards. But for you new folks, if you're listening for the first time, this is, of course, Final Fantasy Union. And it's a podcast that's part of a series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. And it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday. So you get Final Fantasy Union one week, and then two weeks later, you get Kingdom Hearts Union. And we come on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. This episode, we've got a Patreon shout-out for Shinji Tanaka, who supported us by pledging $3 to get his name shouted out. But if you want to support us on Patreon, even if it's just $1 per episode, you get access to an exclusive show called Please Be Excited. Yes, we're uh, posting up an episode that we did with Churro from Kingdom Hearts Union, who we haven't had on the show yet. And um, yeah, we just talk about like E3 and all the stuff he's going to do there. Don't spoil it for them. Well, I'm just advertising, Hmm. you know, preparing them. So, yeah, we just basically talk about day-to-day stuff that's going on. Yeah. It's just a kind of a more chilled-out episode where yeah. you get to listen to the hosts. And not ramble. necessarily about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, really. Yeah. Um, in way of announcements, we've still got voice actor interviews going on. We've uh, just yep. been kind of prospecting for Matt Mercer, who plays Trey in Type 0 HD, and Orion Akaba has come back for a second interview. I know. Yeah, it was it was very intense interview. We also attended MCM Expo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like a bundle of fun. We got to hang out with the Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy communities. And we also got to speak to the lovely Ali Hillis. And we got to meet her in person. It was lovely. It was our fourth interview with her. And it was, yeah, it was great to actually finally meet her. Yeah. If, even though it was a bit of a calamity. But um, we, the, the interview times got messed around and yeah. then we had to rush everything. And But, you know, it was but still a, yeah, it was a, it was a great experience and it was lovely to seeing her. And obviously everyone else who got stuff signed with her, you can you can know how lovely she is. So. Yeah, yeah. If there if there's ever a con in your area that um, she's coming to, we definitely suggest Go going. Go say hi, yeah. Yeah, because she's just, she's really chill. And she cool. has so much time for the fan base and she she loves lightning, so. Yeah, so it's all, it's all good. But yeah, that's the... Uh, that's a fast track intro to the show. <laughs> We've got that out of the way pretty quickly. It usually takes us about 10 minutes, but um, we're, we're, we're doing well. Yeah. So we're moving on to our featured discussion, which I'm just going to say it. Stella has been cut from Final Fantasy XV. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So um, obviously since the announcement of Final Fantasy XV, the switch over from Versus Thirteen, she hasn't... I don't think she's been mentioned at all. No, and a lot of fans have been sort of thinking about that. Like, why the heck has she not been in any um, in anything? And while the same was kind of happening with Core, um, they actually addressed that some time ago to say that he's not a Core party member anymore and he's going to be kind of coming in and out. He's more of a secondary character now. But with Stella, they just didn't say anything. Mm. Um, and then obviously, uh, in, in kind of 
recent communications, they started talking about someone called Luna, who had the same surname and looked kind of similar. Yeah. So it kind of raised a few more question marks as to what was going on. Um, but in the latest Act- Active Time report, Tabada has set the record straight. Um, he's announced that she has officially been cut from Final Fantasy 15, and that it was a pretty big decision for them to make. I mean, mm. it, we, we've been thinking about this in terms of how it like, but I can't think of another big game franchise where they've announced a like a main character and then they've just been cut. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of happened in the Final Fantasy franchise, if only because of uh, Pinello, um, when that was originally done. It's really kind of a similar situation, because, I mean, it she was had still in the, original... the game, though. They didn't cut her yeah, from the game. No, they just no, kind no, of, but they, they, they severely down. diminished her story, and, like... But then the other thing is that we don't, we don't know what her story was going to be like because we have no idea we just know that it was kind of cut down but there again we didn't we have no clue what Stella was going to be like I mean granted yes we did kind of know that she was going to be a main character but we had really no clues about her personality no clues about like why she was actually fighting Noctis and that kind of stuff um all we knew was that it was going to be a Romeo and Juliet type story and to be honest, that story's been done to freaking death. I mean, even the last Romeo and Juliet movie, like, bombed significantly. Because everybody knows the story of Romeo and Juliet. They fall in love, they die. It's sad. Well, I mean, Nomura did talk about her in to the Japanese public a bit. To they, He talked about their personality to a degree. Mm. Um, and the one thing that he said that I think people kind of stick to is that Nomura stated that Stella would be a standout female character in the franchise and he would do something to distinguish her against all the other fran- female franchise characters they've had before and that she was meant to be pretty much the opposite of Noctis. So wh- while it was going to be based on the Romeo and Juliet concept, I think mm-hmm. they were going to do things that were going to really distinguish it because obviously in Romeo and Juliet, well, it's the families that are warring against each other. Romeo yeah. and Juliet aren't. Yeah. Whereas in this game, Noctis and Stella would have been very much opposite each other. But then I don't know how that would have worked either. Because, well, that's yeah. the thing. We don't yeah. know how no, it would have worked. we don't know how it would have worked. So I think it's a bit premature to get to get too upset about it. I mean, although I can kind of understand people getting upset because this isn't this clearly isn't the game that Nomura um, originally had. But you got to be honest. Okay, so they changed directors and. Maybe the direction that they were going in, as far as the game goes, they just couldn't make it make sense. And maybe this is a really good decision, because you'd rather have a game that makes sense and doesn't sound like a big big Frankenstein-type thing. Because I feel like if they tried to keep her in, and they tried to fit her in this story, it probably wouldn't have flowed as nicely as if they if they just kept her in. Well, I mean, that was part of the thing. So Tabata said they had two decisions. They could have either kept her in and tried to rework her with their new vision for the story Mm. or scrap her completely and get rid of the expectation and create someone completely new Mm. that they could then craft into what they want, which is what they ultimately went for. And I think typically, yeah, like when we're talking about other franchises... Characters will change throughout the development cycle. They'll be different. Uh, like even with Uncharted, I think Elaine had different coloured hair and like stuff like yeah. that. Like that, things will change from the original conception through to um, through to actually releasing the game. But it's not often that characters are cut. And I think you kind of uh, the point you made there was 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 right in terms of because she had been announced 
she had been announced to within a cert- with a certain station within the game. Mm. They talked about certain things. They talked about the story concepts. If they didn't feel that was the way they wanted to go with the concept anymore, and she wasn't actually going to be like opposite Noctis anymore, they weren't mm. going to be those op- that that kind of thing. If the game released and um, those kind of things weren't in play anymore, people would would probably be disappointed. Yeah. So I think yeah, they, that's why they ultimately made the decision to just cut her and start again with uh, Luna Freya. And if anything, I mean. I know um I know I had a big discussion about this on on my Twitter about it but I'd rather this than the game had been canceled to be honest. I know a lot of people are saying oh well this is just as bad but like, I don't really know how this is just as bad as the game well, being canceled because it's not it's not versus 13 anymore. But there again that was something I was sort of thinking about as well yeah, just now. It's not versus 13 anymore. It's not anymore. versus 13. Versus 13 bear in mind that was a spin-off. Like that was a spin-off title. Um, not saying, not trying to knock spin-off titles in any case, but I feel like there's a bit more freedom to not be like a traditional Final Fantasy. Whereas because this has turned into Final Fantasy 15, I feel like there's even more expectation on it. And like, I mean, we saw from the feedback survey, why are people playing this game? And so many people said that they were playing it because it was a numbered Final Fantasy. And that means that there's a certain level of expectation from the story expectation from the characters and i mean if anything i was sort of thinking that this would happen anyway because the way that the story was originally does not seem at all like what it the gameplay was insinuating i mean it seems like we're really going to be stuck with noctis and um the other guys his little crowd the entire time whereas the other one it definitely didn't seem that way it seemed like like they were going to be there but we were going to follow them through the city and that Stella would have been there and it would have easily been able to fit in but I feel like now they're going to be moving around a lot so what would she do would she just like follow them around the yeah they'd have to have, they'd have, to have reasons for her to be involved <laughs> yeah which might ruin the story a bit and I yeah mean... especially considering like in previous Final Fantasy games it makes sense like Seymour was at core locations because of what was going on politically and yeah etc etc whereas this one they're going for like the fantasy based on reality and so they've got to make everything really plausible yeah um I don't know I mean I think the the main problem here is that because Versus 13 was in development for such a long period of time uh you know it's been pretty much a decade now uh, since, because uh, obviously it was probably in development before it was announced, mm. uh, concepting and etc. So Stella was around for a long time, and mm. people clearly gained expectations on what they were expecting of the character. There were people cosplaying her, yeah, writing, well, they always like do. ran fan fictions about her. Like they would have had these expectations, and now that she's gone, it's kind of like, well, what was that all based on? I guess is that is that kind of thing. It's like they've lost something that didn't ever really exist, but yeah. in their minds it did. Yeah, but I think that's just the problem with it, with making things... I mean, granted, it's great. I mean, the fact that people have so much creativity to create these fan fictions and these whole worlds about it, like, I think that's absolutely fantastic. But the problem with doing something like that and getting so passionate about it is that you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Because Which is nothing wrong with. I mean, it's nothing you'd wrong rather, with. You'd rather that kind of happen. I mean, it's, it, but, it's exactly parallels Silent Hills with Kojima and Del Toro, right? Yeah. It's just on a smaller scale. Yeah. Because that game has been, as far as we know, completely cancelled. 
which means you're never going to see it. Yeah. It's the second time it's happened to Del Toro now. Which is what I'm... I'm more sad about that. I'm more disappointed in that than Stella being cut from a game that... Yeah, because ultimately with this, we know that... The, the difference between this and Silent Hills is that Silent Hills was basically cut because of like internal politics and stuff. Yeah. This has been cut because Tabitha thinks that he won't be able to tell the story that he wants to tell if she remained in the game. Yeah. Which means he clearly has a plan that works with Luna Freya. Now, mm-hmm. if that plan doesn't pan out, then he's going to be the one responsible for that. And even in the latest Act of Time report, he just stood up and said, look... I am the head of um, my development team, um, the whole like BD2 studio, and I'm pushing them in a right. I'm pushing them in a direction that I feel that they should go in, and we're all working together to this collective goal. However, if this game doesn't work out, I'm going to hold my hands up and just say, "Yep, my bad, guys. Uh, I'm yeah. going to take the fall for this because it's his vision, and I think yeah. that's the core thing here." Versus thirteen was Nomura's vision. This is not Nomura's game anymore. And if Tabitha doesn't think that he can work with what Nomura was providing him, he's going to change it because if he's if he's going to be responsible for it, he needs to make sure that it's actually his game that he's responsible yeah. for. And because if he if he was just kind of brought on board to get 15 out of the door, but he had to maintain all of Nomura's stuff and it didn't work out, he'd be having to carry the can for someone else's failure. Exactly. Whereas he's given himself the responsibility to say, actually, this is my game now. I'm putting my stamp on it and if it doesn't work out fair play I tried my best and it didn't work yeah because yeah like guys don't forget the fact that this is Tabata's reputation on the line as well um it's not only the fact that like you know it's Final Fantasy versus 13 and it's been developments for so long but it's also that like this is Tabata's first numbered Final Fantasy it's his first non-handheld game yeah and like I mean there's a lot of eyes on him and if he doesn't produce a game that's good enough, or if he if he had stuck to um, trying to produce Nomura's vision, I feel like that's almost like taking the sword and stabbing himself. If only because, like, he's not Nomura. He doesn't have Nomura's vision. He is Tabata. Hear him more. Um, <laughs> but I, I trust Tabata because I think that... Well, we have no reason not to at the moment. No. Because every single PSP game he's done, I mean, I, I guess the third birthday was was probably the worst one. Mm. But even that still had elements that people enjoyed. He hasn't really had a game that doesn't that, that didn't live up to anything yet. No. Like, Type Zero was absolutely... Like, regardless of, of anything that you think about Type Zero HD, that was the number one game in Japan when it was out and it had huge reviews when it well, came Well, Type out. Zero outsold 13.2, I think. Yeah. But Tabata hasn't... Like, Tabata's been good. Like, yeah, his I mean, games have done You can, you can roll off the games well. that he's... He was obviously involved in Birth by Sleep, Crisis mm. Core, the Dissidia franchise, Third Birthday, and then Type Zero HD or mm. Type Zero. Like, they're, they're good games. Like, everyone yeah. harkens back to Crisis Core as one of their favorite Final Fantasy games of recent times. Mm-hmm. Birth by Sleep obviously did well mm-hmm. as a Kingdom Hearts game, even though that was obviously co-directed with Nomura. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dissidia, like, Dissidia was... That was a big risk for Square, mm-hmm. because it was like a beat-em-up based on a Final Fantasy franchise, and they introduced mechanics that were really out there. Yeah. And a lot of people absolutely love it. And then it's also just the fact that, like, I mean, you think about how much how much has Nomura actually spoken to us? How much has he opened it up to the community and been like, hey, you know, 
give us feedback. We might take it on board. We might not. But or we're going really. mean- to discuss everything. Like, Tabata has really, really been pushing this community thing. It may go pear-shaped. It might not. You know, but he's really he, trying. Yeah, he's, he's fronting up. I mean, the if you were watching the Active Time Report live, that, that comment stream when the Stellar announcement came out was going absolutely ballistic. Mm. But he's not shying away from it. He's no. He's standing there and saying, yep, yeah, I'm taking this. Yeah. Would you rather play the game and then be like, where's Stella? Yeah. Like, where the hell is Stella? (laughs) What happened there, guys? Yeah, Uh guys. But, like, Tabata has done something, is doing something that a lot of developers in general do not do. Yeah, I mean, the Western ones do it a bit more. Like, they do their podcasts and stuff. Mm. But in Japan, it's pretty uncommon. Uh, Kojima obviously did this Koji Koji cast. Yeah. I think it was called. Um, But, you know, for Square Enix, yeah. Could you imagine Nomura? sitting in front of a camera no. for an hour talking about stuff introducing his individual development team talking about what they do showing off like concept artwork like it just I can't fathom it no he's very like Katase as well I mean Katase does his yeah. interviews and he does like video segments and stuff but like he's never really done anything like this no either. no it's a, it's a new wave and I think yeah like obviously Yoshi P does stuff so, like, it's not just Avatar. No, no, but, no, definitely. Um, but to this extent, like, I feel it's just, it's a new, it's a new thing for Square Enix. And I think they're going in the right direction with it. I mean, like, wouldn't you be happy if they did a podcast with, like, Kingdom Hearts news, like, all the time? No, we do that already. Come nah. on, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Right, Sorry. right. No, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. We're now going to go on to news. Come okay, on. fine. Right. Uh, so, obviously, Active Time Report was happening. Uh, there was a lot of stuff in it. The Stellar News was the big news. But there were lots of other things they discussed, too. Um, so, obviously, it was Tabata and Fuji who went through uh, some stuff. Oh, they're so silly. And, um, thank you. On that note, I mean, at one point, uh, Tabata was talking about the development team. Um, he was naming some people... There are key people, but he didn't necessarily want to talk about people who have mentioned before. But the first person he mentioned, I believe, was Nomura. And, uh, you know, he was just like, oh, you know, he's been involved with all this stuff. You've probably heard of him. And Ifuji was like, nope. <laughs> nope, don't know who he is. So. He's so perfect. <laughs> I love Ifuji's um, But yeah, so the first thing they went through was um, additional feedback. So obviously the survey continued after the last active time report from the demo. Um, but they pretty much said that nothing really changed the... Um, the uh, the feedback they got post that declaration of statistics was pretty much identical. But they did go through a few other things which um, pulled a few nuggets of information out. Hmm. So one of the things was that uh, they got feedback about the ability to buy and sell uh, throughout the game and that you had to do it in singular form all the time. So they're going to be addressing that and being able to uh, let you buy and sell in bulk. Mm. And then that conversation got onto, well, actually, you're getting all this stuff from enemies like screws and knickknacks, but what are you actually going to use them for? Um, so Tabata said that they're still working on the system, but one of the things they're going to implement is customization for your car. Which will be really cool. Yeah, so they haven't obviously declared what that customization is going to be, but obviously it's going to be probably some visual upgrades, I would have yeah. thought. Just some like small things that you can do to uh, make things look a little bit different. Yeah, no, it sounds really cool. Um, they also talked about... Uh, the sound effects 
So um, people talked about how kind of bland the sound effects were in certain instances, but they're working to create a dynamic sound effect map so that when you walk around the map, the sound effects will change depending on uh, what's around and what's near. And obviously mm-hmm. when you go to different environments, they'll change too, just to give it a bit more flexibility and, and so you don't get bored because I think they're looking to implement a background music system that other MMOs and stuff will use where a music will play and then it will go quiet for a while and you'll just get to hear the sound around and then it will kind of fade back in again because mm. um, apparently it's quite common these days so they're looking to uh, stay pretty standard with that uh, but they're going to include quite a variety of background music to to make it interesting mm. uh, the other piece of information was relating to the water <laughs> um, people were a bit confused about the fact that Noctis could go in the water but nothing really happened when he did uh, and they detailed the reason why that is the case. It was quite an extensive answer from Tava de San. Um, uh, but essentially, they're not going to be really doing much with the water because it would involve so much depth of uh, change. Mm. Um, they're really working to make sure that everything work, uh, is crisp for land-based activities. Um, but when you're talking about underwater stuff, so they'd have to change, like, change pretty much everything or replicate every single thing. So they said if it was just Noctis, they'd probably do it because obviously you've got to get loads of different animations from swing and all that stuff. Yeah. And every single weapon he uses uh, will in- interact in a different way. So they'd have to redo all of that for the water. Then they'd have to do all the sounds, etc. Probably stamina as well. Yeah, and they said that while that would be okay with Noctis, the fact that you've got to incorporate it for four guys... And then they have to go off and do yeah. their own thing as and well. And then you've got like battles and stuff. And it's they just said it would be too complicated, but they are looking into the possibility of introducing it as DLC. So that would be, I guess, an interesting switch. Yeah, I mean, like it, if it's in it, if it's not, I'm not too fussed really. I mean, like underwater fighting, I guess, is okay. Most of the time, I don't like it, if only because like there's normally really annoying bosses and i'm just having flashbacks to final fantasy 10 with um at baj temple with yeah. epic thing and there's normally like stuff that you have to worry about that you don't have to worry about on land and that sort of thing i mean granted it will be cool either way like whatever they do but um but yeah yeah so um the other thing they mentioned that they're considering adding a stamina gauge because apparently uh, a lot of people in japan didn't like the fact that noctis would run out of yeah. breath and they wouldn't be able to tell when it was going to happen. Yeah. There was no signal of any kind. So they might introduce a full stamina gauge, but I think Tabata's looking to uh, implement it in a way that doesn't clutter up the visuals uh, on the screen. So um, I think they were looking at some kind of signal that would suggest that you're going to run out so that you can stop and recharge. But yeah. Yeah, stamina bar will be awesome if they are able to do it. Yeah, so that's all the uh, kind of the feedback from episode Duskai. Um, the they're going to be incorporating their feedback and releasing episode Duskai version 2 Yeah, it was supposed to be out by now but hopefully it should be out today I... assuming this comes out on the 9th of June which it should yeah yeah so yeah keep a look out and it, it sounds like it'll be it'll be quite the update yeah so I think a lot of people were expecting just minor changes because they said it was going to be a patch and typically you just see like bug fixes but this is going to be way beyond that. So they're going to be adding a load of new abilities for you to use. Um, you're going to be able to fight some pretty huge monsters in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's yeah it seems like it's quite an expansion um then it's not just a simple patch so there there's going to be visual upgrades i think the way like the tent system works is going to be changed quite a lot so um i think yeah if you have the opportunity to go back and check out episode Desky, then you'll very much want to do so just to see what they've changed and and how it's kind of more in line with what the team are looking to release for the full version of the game sounds good um with regards to Stella, uh, there were some other points that they wanted to talk about, um, and obviously that's relating to the story as a whole. Um, so Najima, who wrote some of my favourite stories, uh, he he was obviously the the brain behind um, the PlayStation, some of the best PlayStation stories, uh, and he was also an influencer in Kingdom Hearts Two alongside Nomura. Hmm. Uh, but he hasn't really done that much. I mean, he he did the basic concept of Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, and then Toriyama worked with Watanabe to try and flesh that out. Um, and he was supposed to be doing the whole story scenario for Final Fantasy Versus 13. But since it's become 15, they've decided to kind of move away from that a bit. So now they're, um, they've employed Sayori Itamuro to basically take Najima's concept and flesh it out write the full script and narrative um create the the new law that they're looking for and uh she's previously worked on Dissidia so mm. i don't know how i feel about that because the mm. Dissidia story wasn't the best <laughs> i don't know i mean i think it's kind of cool if only because it's giving it's giving more people within the company things to do i mean like i i felt like for a while um there hasn't been a lot of a lot of new in uh Square Enix but like with Final Fantasy the Final Fantasy 13 series it seemed like it was nicer because we were getting to see more people shine and um especially like with music and that sort of stuff so I'm excited to see what happens and maybe they could be the next Nojima and you never know and I also am kind of stoked that it's a woman as well yeah um i mean it's quite interesting because uh najima actually prepared a statement when this was com- coming out and effectively saying that he appreciates that the game isn't going to really be his story anymore um but because tabata has promised him that they're going to stick to the core fundamentals he's pretty much given it his blessing mm. which i think is really nice of him yeah because you know he could have just said no if you're not going to go 100 percent with my story you can't use it you can't use the concept anymore and you've got to start from scratch which would have been a massive mistake uh that would have been like a big roadblock for uh final fantasy 15's release but i mean i've got i trust in ajima i mean the concept he comes up with a good i mean final fantasy 13 has a really good mythology mm. it's just not portrayed very well yeah um isn't so- ajima also the one that was like rumored to have sort of made uh kingdom hearts's story so complex i don't know i think i don't i don't know him. how he was because Kingdom Hearts was written by like loads of different people. Yeah. He was one of the people involved with the scenario. So I remember there was that rumor that somebody just went in and just was just like, "Oh yeah, you have to just make it as complex as possible." And then Nomura was just like, "Okay." And then um, just like that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't make much sense. So I mean, one of the reasons that they've actually made this decision again, and this was uh, kind of Tabata deciding that he wanted to do it, but it was also went up all the way as a company-wide decision, apparently. But it sounds as though Versus 13 was originally intended to be a, a multiple part series. Mm. Um, but now they've made the decision to contain uh, Najima's story within a single game. 
So that's kind of one of the main changes that they've had to, to put in place. And that's why Itamura has been brought on board to see if she can uh, condense the kind of the roadmap for what the story would have been down into a single entity. Mm. Um, and obviously that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Stella has been removed and, and they've made these decisions. And then she she will also be playing a part in, in creating Stella and writing out her, her character and how she's going to fit within the universe. Mm. Um, and it also means that some other scenes that we've seen previously have, have been cut. So the big one, um, which I think was in the original trailer, one of the original ones was um, in the city of Insomnia where there was like a big party and there was a conflict that took place and all that stuff. It's just been cut. So yeah. they couldn't really find a way to make it work with their new vision for the story. So it's been cut and rewritten. Um, I think they said that this is still going to happen around like that scene. Like the similar things are going to happen. It's just not going to happen the way that it was originally presented. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for in terms of the story. I think I'm still quite happy with the decisions they're making just because, you know, if Tabata wants to make these decisions and he's he's confident that they're going to work, then who are we to doubt him at this stage? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least he's getting it done, like, you know, um, and that's, like, not, not a jab at sort of Nomura, but... That's so offensive, Lauren. No, jeez. Um, but, you know, like, he's he's picking up the slack and he's really working towards making this a game that final fantasy fans and other fans as well will enjoy and um one of the interesting ways he's doing that actually is that he he's been quite um talking quite recently about the fact that he's trying to make an all-star team mm. um and actually in the latest act of time report he showed some of the ways he's trying to do that which is why he talked about his wider team and like there's there are quite a few prominent people that aren't japanese within his team now mm. he's putting people in from all over um, he just doesn't. He doesn't care as long as he gets the best. Yeah. And he's trying to create this all-star team, and like there have been a few people. Like people are upset about the fact that Najima is not as actively involved anymore, and there are some other people that aren't as actively involved anymore. But I mean, if you look at the people that he's pulled in, like so, for example, he said that typically you only have one art director. Like that's that's their job. He's pulled in three, and he's getting them to look at specific things. So he's now got the art director, I believe, who worked on like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 mm. he's got the art director who worked on 7, 8 and 10 and then he's also got the art director who worked on 13 and he's getting them to look at specialist subjects and topics so that they can all focus and they all have their shared opinion because those games obviously have very different art styles and he wants them to work together Yeah, and he's he's pulled on board the um, the person who directed Advent Children to, to look after all the cutscenes in the game um, he's pulling in people just from specialist areas so for example he mentioned that um, I think one of the people who's looking after events and how they work throughout the game, he pulled from the Last Remnant team because he really liked how he'd done them in that game. He's basically just looking around and just finding all these people. He's looking at specific elements of games within Square Enix's arsenal and just saying, I really liked what you did in that one. You're in my team now. Hmm. So he's just like a massive mishmash. He's just pulling people from all of all over Square Enix, depending on what their specialties are, and creating his like monster team hmm. to make sure that they can just present the best possible game. And he's not really compromising on anything. No. Yeah, so that's all our news from the Active Time Report. Uh, although this, I guess this next one is related to that, but it came up before the Active Time Report. And it's related to Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Do you want to talk about this one, Lauren? Uh, sure. So uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, uh, earlier, um, I think it was MSI, was um, promoting what they were going to bring to a uh, convention that happens in China 
um, I think it's called Computex, and um, it's an expo, and they really like to show off like all computer type stuff. And um, somebody actually caught on their little schedule thing that they said that they were going to present Final Fantasy Type Zero HD on one of their laptops. And um, they were really making a big thing about it. But, like, obviously no one said anything yet about it sort of being out. And um, so people have caught on to that. And um, then Square Enix made the announcement that it actually is coming out on Steam. Um, So we'll have yet another PC game to add to our Steam collection. Sorry, another Final Fantasy game to add to our Steam collection. Which is really cool. Um, I doubt, doubt, doubt that episode Duskai or episode Duskai will be on it. Um, like, yeah, I mean, no, they've already had happen. their feedback and stuff. They're, they're not going to bring it to Steam. But regardless of that, we'll be able to have another way to play it and uh, more trophies, which yeah, is good. It opens it up to a wider audience. And I think they said they're going to be adding like, customization elements to the PC version. So there'll be like an added incentive to play it if you didn't check it out before. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it definitely sounds really good. And then on top of that, they have announced that Final Fantasy Aguido is going to be developed for Windows 10. They haven't said whether or not it's going to be localized. No, because like since they said that uh, Aguido Aguido Plus mm. is going to be localized for the Vita or, or no, the that wasn't going to be localized. Oh, no, Vita Plus was going to Japan, but we were getting yeah. Aguido on iPhones, right? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't heard anything about that since because no. I think Igito Plus went horribly wrong. Yeah, there was like game breaking stuff. Yeah, like stuff. massive bugs and it's gone silent for a couple of months now. So who knows what's happening with that? We yeah. may we may never see it. Who knows? Yeah, especially since now um, the Vita is now legacy. Um, Only over here. Yeah. In Japan is still, still fully supporting it. It's still sad though. Um, next up, we have some news about Dissidia Final Fantasy, the arcade version. So um, cool. So they there was some new uh, piece of information that came out of Japan. Um, we're not going to go too much into it, but it's basically the the full cast has now been announced for the good guys. We don't really know any of the antagonists who will be appearing yet, but um, just to read them off, uh, most of them have been in the city games before. So we've yeah. got War of Light, Firin, um, Onion Knight, Cecil, Bartz, Terraz, Dan. Cloud, Squall, Titus, Shantoto, Vaughn. <laughs> I know, a lot of people were disappointed about that. Yeah. Still fighting for Balthier. Yeah, and then we've got Lightning, and then we've got two new characters who've been added, who are Yoshitola from Final Fantasy XIV, and Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics, which I think is pretty cool that they've added him in. <laughs> um, and they've also said, I think we mentioned this last episode, but Noctis may be added in the future, depending yeah. on when Final Fantasy XV comes out, and whether they want to patch him into the game. The other thing that they were talking about was the uh, the gameplay mechanics. So they had a big trailer, which is on our YouTube channel, where they were talking about different gameplay mechanics. And uh, the one of the ones I want to mention here is that there's going to be now three different types of character. So they're either going to be a heavy character, so that's someone like Cloud, or they're going to be a speed character, which is someone like Lightning, or they're going to be like a shoot magic-based character, which is like Terror. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be clear uh, differences between uh, the characters' movesets and how they work. I mean, there were before, but now it's going to be a bit more defined, I think. Which one do you think you'll play as? I don't know. I don't think I'll care, depending on just whether or not I like the movesets. I think you'd probably be more um, heavy, I think. Yeah, I never really liked the magic characters, actually. Whereas I really do like the magic characters. I'd probably mm. be magic. Magic or speed. Because I quite like playing as Sice on Fall Fantasy Type-0 HD. 
it's true mm. but um either yeah, way that's that's the city news um yeah. then we just got two two release announcements so final fantasy 10 10 2 hd collection came out on the ps4 with mm. a few graphical improvements and a few other little enhancements here and there <laughs> and also mobius final fantasy is now being released in japan yeah still no word on if it's going to be localized but um i've seen a few people that are playing it in the uk and they don't really yeah. have any idea what's going on nope um <laughs> and the other thing is that they said that basically if you don't have a an iphone or an android that was released uh after 2012 yeah. you're not going to be able to play it that no, you, you need to high have spec. an iphone iphone 5 and then for android 2012 or later yeah so it's uh it's got some pretty high specs and yeah. required but you know hopefully that we'll uh we'll learn when that's going to be localized soon so that we can all get the chance to check it out because it's, it's free to play right uh, i believe so i'm not sure so that's all our new stuff we're now going to move on to the quiz hey stefan how's it going welcome to final fantasy union hey hey how's it going everyone yeah we are we're pretty psyched we've had a couple of episodes where the quiz has gone missing yes but um we're now back and you're the second contestant of the year it only took us june yeah it's only like a few days into june too though so it's not so bad no yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're oh, trying well. we're trying we're trying um, yeah so what's, First what's been your Final Fantasy adventure? Like, where did you start off? Oh, man, it's it's been a long time coming. I remember when I was a little kid, uh, we had a Super Nintendo, and the first one was Mystic Quest paired with Final Fantasy III, which is actually six in the storyline. Um, and then from there, we went on to seven. I mean, that was actually the reason we went the PlayStation route instead of the N64 route um, was because of Final mm. Fantasy. So we went seven and kind of played through eight, nine, and then around the time of 10, things started coming back around at the beginning, becoming more available. Somewhere in there, Tactics came along, and we played that one to death. Um, and then I played Ford, and then I've gone back and repurchased all the old ones. So I've kind of I've played all of them, except for the Japanese exclusive. So, I mean, it's it's been a long time coming, and it's been literally my whole life. Uh, it's kind of my game of choice if you will so you should find this quiz a complete walk in the park then yeah I'd, I'd say yes but then i know that i'll like make stupid mistakes and it'll just be embarrassing so i'm gonna pretend Aww. like i'm not at all ready and hopefully i'll just do okay <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you'll do all right i mean as yeah. we've as uh, I, I said on the last time we did the quiz we've changed the rules around slightly mm-hmm. um so this this for the new quiz you're gonna be asked 10 questions still they're going to be from a wide range of Final Fantasy topics. So, yeah, it's it's helpful that you've uh, been playing them all. Um, but you're now going to have longer than 60 seconds. So you have, an, let's say, an unlimited amount of time. But for every question you get wrong, it adds 10 seconds onto your total time. So that's a bit of pressure on there. <laughs> Just a little bit. Pressure to be right. Not as worried about the time on the end, though. Well, if you, if you start, if I notice that you're spending a little bit too long on a question and you kind of did uh, dawdling around and you're not too sure then i'll uh probably prompt you along mm. but um yeah it's gonna be mostly be in your hands it's gonna be interesting <laughs> kyle who was on our last episode uh well the last quiz he managed to get a score of 143 seconds and uh we thought that's pretty respectable score yeah that's that's really good i mean that's, i mean that's just over two minutes that's that's two minutes to rattle off six questions both from you reading and him answering i mean that's that's something to that's a, that's not something to be sad about. That's something to be proud. Yeah. So, are you ready? I am. I am. All right then, Lauren. Start the clock. Question one: What is the name of the lizard race that appears throughout Evilice? 
Oh, uh, the banga. Question two. Where were Seymour Guado and his mother exiled to? Uh, Guado Salam. In Final Fantasy VIII, what spell allows you to cast three spells in a row? Um, that is triple. Also in Final Fantasy VIII, what is Poo Poo's red item drop? Uh, the crackpot. There are three evil black mages who appear as bosses in Final Fantasy IX. What are they collectively known as? The Black Waltzes. Which character has recently been cut from Final Fantasy XV? Um... Mm, I wanna, I'm gonna go with Sid, even though I think that's wrong. <laughs> in Final Fantasy VII, which character's name is sung during One Winged Angel? Sephiroth. What suffix is commonly used for fourth tier magic spells? To give you an example, Ra is often used as a suffix on second tier magic. Um. Aga. Moglin appears in Type 0 HD, but which game is he originally from? Nine. And finally, what is the name of the main battle theme used in Final Fantasy Thirteen? Skip. And that is all the questions. Stop the cock, Lauren. I have. How how did Stefan do? Oh well, um just give me one second. So, um for your first, for the first question, um, it was uh, what is the name of the uh, lizard race? Is it pronounced Bangal? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine then. So you got that one right. Um, for question number two, where were uh, Seymour and his mother banished to? That was actually Baj Temple. Yeah, that was a terrible. That was a terrible. That was one of those like I, the second I said, I was like, I know. <laughs> I know, and because it's like the first thing, you're just kind of like, oh, dang it. But like it, it took me forever to think of of Baj Temple because it's like I always go there in the game. But well, where you're gonna get Onion Knight, you're gonna have to refight the the poison. Oh God, it's awful! Don't remind me! Don't remind me! So bad. Great time. Um, <laughs> uh, for question number four, uh, what does uh, what's Poo Poo's rare drop? It's actually elixir. elixir. Yeah, the card turns into the crockpot. <laughs> yep. Uh, for number six, who was deleted? It was actually Stella. Yep, Stella was cut as of yesterday. Yeah. Um, for number eight of uh, fourth tier magic, it's actually Jaw, which I've rarely seen. It's it's pretty rare. Not many not many Final Fantasy games go to the fourth tier, but it's commonly seen in the Crystal Chronicles franchise. Ooh. Well, there's the Crystal Chronicles sneaker in there, Daryl's. Yep. Uh, Moglin. Or sorry, yeah, Moglin um, appears in Final Fantasy Type Zero uh, HD. For, or sorry, appears in Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. But what game was he originally from? Uh, he was actually from Final Fantasy VI, believe it or not. And uh, the last question was, uh, what is the name of the main battle theme used in Final Fantasy Thirteen? It is "Blinded by Light." Not to be confused with blinded by light. That one. All right, so uh, your final score is actually 149, which means you did not beat Kyle, but you were very, very, very close. Six seconds off. I know. Well, good job, Kyle. I mean, I don't know if he's still watching it, but if he is, good job, man. <laughs> it's not as easy as you think, is it? No. It's not. It does you just you gotta you gotta go with your instincts, but at the same time you gotta just gotta plan. Yeah, um, I guess unlucky then, Stefan. <laughs> yeah, why is that? 
because you're now second in the leaderboard. But, you know, it's I'm sure that there will be people that come on here with mass confidence and just it just doesn't turn out the way you want it to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have had it under 60 seconds, but I mean, you get what you get and you got to you just got to take it. You can't get mad at you guys. It's not your fault. It's my fault. We did pick some difficult questions. Mm. Well, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want softball pitches anyways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that the one about the uh the magic type was uh I, I've been saving that one up for a while. Yeah. yeah. I no I go, but I was like it was it was get it wrong and go or say skip and I was like I might as well just go with get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Gar Gar's the third tier, you see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Unlucky Stefan again, and thanks for taking part. So, welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the quiz this time. We had some, uh, I think, some pretty tough questions in there. Mm. Yeah, I think we definitely did. That jar one is horrible. Well, the suffixes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people need to learn their Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> like I keep saying it, Crystal Chronicles is one of the best games in existence mm. if you played it with three other people. Yeah. But if you haven't played it, you need to research it. Come on, guys. Just for the quiz. It did exist. It was a big game. Sold over a million copies. Come on. It's okay, Daryl. It's okay. I'm not the only one. <laughs> but yeah, now we're going to go on to our music segment. And uh, just to talk a bit about that, we've got a track from Final Fantasy X. And we, I don't think we ever really have music from Final Fantasy X in the music segment. Um, I think we have. I definitely put on some Orin like a while back. A while back. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, because I love Orange theme. So we've got an arrangement of uh, Calm Before the Storm, although they call it Silence Before the Storm. I've always called it Calm Before the Storm. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, basically a, a spruced up version, and it's by Digital Squirrel, if you want to check them out. Digital Squirrel. Mm. I think that's a pretty good name. Yeah. So Squirrels are your favorite, aren't they? They are. Yeah. I don't know about digital ones. Mm. Um, ah, it's a squirrel. Although I guess usually we will see the digitals in... We will see the squirrels in digital form via animated GIFs. It's true. Hmm. It's very true. Um, so our next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 7th of July, just after Independence Day in the States. Yeah. And um, after E3. Yep. Much after E3, really. Yeah, we haven't really talked about E3 because we talked about it last episode. Yeah. And because they've announced that Versus uh, verse 13. Well, Versus 13 definitely is going to be there. Yeah. But Final Fantasy 15, is, they haven't produced anything for it. So no. it's probably not really going to be shown at all. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to check out uh, the podcast on a regular basis, please be sure to subscribe. We are on iTunes. Just type in Final Fantasy in your little search bar with a number one podcast. Either that, or you can just type in Final Fantasy Union Podcast or Final Fantasy Union Vids or whatever you want, basically. Our brand name in YouTube and you'll get us up. Yeah. We're awesome. Of course, you can also catch every episode at FinalFantasy.com as well as all our latest news coverage provided by Lauren. We've also been doing a really cool article series uh, kind of showing the parallels between Zelda and Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's done by um, Hukathi on uh, Twitter who's been sort of like our our adopted writer. (laughs) <laughs> he's so awesome I mean yeah and and the series is, is really really interesting so definitely check it out yeah so of course if you want to support us on Patreon please go to patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion and uh, that's pretty much it I think yep now we only have about mm, three hours before we have to yeah it's ended up being a pretty non-short episode yeah I don't know how we managed that one 
Yeah, it's time to say goodbye, Lawrence. Bye-bye. And I'm Dara saying goodbye. This has been a funoffenseunion.com production. <laughs>